It's good to be led by love. You can remain standing because I'm going to make you stand right back up anyway, and let's just get right into it. How many of you have talent? It's not a trick question. Let's read this, uh, let's read this passage together. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded them with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I scattered no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power and the grace and the life that are in your word. I pray that the presence of the Holy Spirit would be with each person here. Quicken our hearts. Make us alive. Help us to hear what you have to say. Help us to use it in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, We've been talking for quite some time now about the kingdom of God and uh, about discipleship. And we still are. Uh, And the reason why we've been talking about it is the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus talked about. That's what he came preaching. That's what he came teaching. That's what his, his parables were about. And discipleship is the way you enter into the kingdom of God. Being saved 
is one thing. Becoming a disciple is something else. Salvation is free. Discipleship costs something. Not necessarily money. Money's involved, but it, discipleship costs something. Um, and even today, it doesn't say kingdom, but at the beginning of this chapter, the chapter starts out by saying, the kingdom of heaven will be like. And then this, there's a parable following that one, and then this parable starts off, it is like. So it's talking about the kingdom of God. Last week, Barbie uh, talked about the fact that you can't serve God and mammon. It's because they're, they're two different kingdoms. And in fact, one of them isn't a kingdom. Uh, there is the kingdom of God, and then one of them is the world and, and, and the world system, and you can't, you can't serve both of them. And that also was about discipleship. Uh, so I have a question for you. I asked if you had talent and uh, whether you know it or not. Yeah, that, the, the, the correct answer is yes to that. But uh, my second question is, what do you have that God did not give you? Yeah, you know, you, you, can, you, can get, um, I know you, you, you can get technical with semantics here, you know, and, and come up with some things. Uh, you know, there might be some things in your life that aren't particularly very good. Uh, you know, I mean, I got this bag of dope, man. I mean, God give me this, you know. No, God didn't give you that. I mean, you know, he did create the heavens and the earth, but, you know. And besides that, you're not going to have it long. And do you really have something you can't keep? Probably not. Another bogus answer is well, my money. I earned this thing. I, I worked for it. Uh, Moses puts a caution out in Deuteronomy. He says, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God. For he is the one who gives you the ability to produce wealth. This is, this is what tithing is about. Barbie, Barbie mentioned last week uh, that she said tithing isn't about money. And, and it isn't. It, it, it involves money. Money is involved. But that's not what it's about. This is what it's about. It's I take the wealth that God has enabled me to earn and I remember the Lord my God first. That's... That's what it's actually about. Everything you have that is of value came from God. Uh, everything that matters, everything that, uh, that is beyond the imaginary. You, you know, I mean, my money, I've, I've actually got some here in my pocket. I'm, I'm not a millennial. I, I carry this around <laughs> with me uh, because you might need it at some point in time. Uh, and you know what? This is just paper. It's only worth something because we say it's worth something. It's, it's, it's imagination, but the things, that, the things that are real, okay, your breath, the very air that you breathe, the ability to do that came from God. And I guarantee you that if you were not able to breathe, you'd take all of this and give it to be able to, to breathe. Your, your, your time. The, the 24 hours that you get every day, the, the 365 and a quarter days that you get every year, that, that, that comes from God and your abilities. See, because God, God has given you talents. You, you, you have talents. Now, in, in biblical times, a talent was a, a, um, a measure of weight, 75 pounds. And so if you had 75 pounds of gold, that's worth a lot of money. 
last week, it would have been worth over a million four hundred thousand because I looked it up. Not that I had seventy-five pounds of gold, but I just wanted to know what it would be worth. Lord only knows what it'll be worth this week or what it'll be worth a month from now. But you know, it, it was it was worth more uh, money. But it also it, it has the the happy translation of of talent being an an ability. You have you have talent. You have life. That that's a talent in and of itself. Uh, is is to have life. You have you have uh, some of you have youth. Some of you think you have youth. Some of you are desperately trying to hold on uh, to youth. But uh, but that that is a gift. That's something that God that God gives to us. You have strength. You may not have a lot of strength, but you got strength. You can you can do something, and and you probably have certain degrees of wisdom. Uh, <laughs> It's different degrees in different people, but you know those those are things. Those are, those are gifts. Those are talents from the Lord. And there are other things over in Romans chapter twelve. There's a there's a list of of gifts. It says we all have differing gifts according to the grace given to each of us. And this list is by no means exhaustive, but it's 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 got some things in it that we don't often think of. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. You know that usually is thought of as a gift. But if it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give. That's not talking about tithing either, by the way, because that's not tithing isn't giving. Tithing is obeying. But this is this is giving. If your if your gift is giving, and I and I've known people that that's really been their gift. I mean, generosity just kind of followed them wherever they went, and they they gave. Uh, if it's to lead, do it diligently. You know, when people aren't leaders in this, and there's nothing wrong with not being a leader. If everybody's a leader, then the world's a total mess. But uh, unless you've been a leader, you tend to kind of think, oh yeah, that's real hard. Have you ever had to make a decision where there was no right answer? That's what leaders do all the time. All the time they have to make a decision. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy preaching. I enjoy teaching. I enjoy a whole bunch of things about my job. Leading is the most work of all of it. Uh, and and if, if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Can you show mercy? Is that, that's a talent. Some people can show it better than others. Um, some people, if, if you've got, you know, if you've got, you got something going on in your life that's, that's maybe rough or kind of hard, there's some people you don't want to be around. Okay? There are other people that just being near them, just getting a hug from them, just getting a word or a look from them makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. I, I, when I say, when it's, we're talking about showing mercy, it's not just about forgiveness. It's, it's about showing mercy. It says, do it cheerfully. Can you smile? Has, has God given you the ability to do that? Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it, 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 it's, it's a gift. Do this thing. And he says that he, he gives these things each according to their ability. Okay, listen to this. This is, this is important. Your ability is not a factor 
in determining your worth or value in the kingdom of God. Has nothing whatsoever to do with how valuable you are. You know, you may, you may be able to, to, uh, to run a, an eight-second mile, you know, or I mean, you may run an eight-hour mile, you know. You, but Jesus died on the cross for both of you. Your value is, is not based on what you can do. Your value is based on the fact that you have an immortal soul which is of an estimable value. It, it, will, it will last forever, regardless of how many talents or how many abilities you do or, or don't have. The world values you according to what can you give me. The world values you in, according to what can you uh, do for me. God doesn't need to do that. Because you see, he's already got everything. Uh, and, and so each according to their ability. Uh, and this is important too. Don't put off trying to do what you were. Okay. Don't try to do. I've got two or three things I want to say here. And they're both running through my mind at the same time. So let me clear them up. Don't try to do what you cannot do. Now, I know that's that's. You know, it's kind of like, you know, that's not what Joel Osteen would tell you. And, and I'm, not, I'm not, you know, uh, putting Joel Osteen down. Great man. But, you, you know, we're, we're brought up in a culture where we're told you can be anything. You can do anything you want to do. And, you know, the encouragement, that's great. I'm not talking about the naysayers, you know, people, people who are going, well, you're not good enough. Well, maybe you are good enough. But you can't do or be anything. Look at me. I will never win an Olympic gold medal in sprinting. I would love to. I, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, because I'm old. Uh, but I'm t- I was telling a guy the other day how old I was. As we, we just first met, and he said, well, you can tell you had not worked very hard. Uh, I said, well, thank you. <laughs> But I mean, when I was 20, I wasn't going to do it. Or when I was 16, because I, I don't have that, that talent. I, I, I don't have that ability. I could never be a, a, an Olympic sprinter and, and stand up on that platform with a gold medal around me. I could never throw a, a fastball 100 miles an hour and be a major league pitcher. Think about it. But I'm, but, I'm a, but I'm a pretty decent athlete, and I enjoy it. I enjoy doing stuff. I enjoy beating everybody in the church in golf. I, I enjoy... Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. Okay, I, I, know, of two, I know of two people who definitely would, would just wipe the floor with me, but neither one of them was the one that got up to walk out. Uh, <laughs> but one of them sitting behind him. Uh, you know, I, 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 and just because I can't be the best doesn't mean that, that, uh, that, I, that I can't enjoy it. When you come to a real understanding of who you are and, and what it is that, that you can do and what it is that God has put into your heart, do it. You, you don't have to do it to the, to the world's standards. Do it. You know, if you can't keep rhythm and you, and, you can't, and you don't have an ear to hear, but you love to play the piano, you were born to be a private piano player. <laughs> God will listen to it. 
He will. Find, find, where, you, find where you feel His pleasure. And don't let what you can't do keep you from doing what you can do. That's what I almost jumped ahead and said, because people do that. You know, well, I can't, you know, I, I don't get to get up on Sunday morning and, and, and preach. And I don't, I, I don't even get to do the breakfast blend. So, you know, I'm not going to teach those four-year-olds. What? Well, I can't teach a junior. They won't let me teach a junior high, so I'm not teaching the five-year-olds. Listen, if you taught the junior high for even a month, you would beg to move to the five-year-olds. There's a, spe there's a special place in heaven for people who, who teach junior high. Yeah, there is. Grow up. Do what you can do. Our, our, our son, Isaac, when he was, uh, when he was a child, he uh, discovered that he really enjoyed the piano. And he had, you know, he had a nice ear for it, and he could, you know, he could pick some things out. And, uh, you know, and it, was, it was pretty good. And he was, we even bought a, a, a used spinet piano and put it in our house. And he would, he'd play that thing every day, and then one day he stopped. I said, well, you know, why would you stop? Well, he stopped because he had made this friend named Eric McLaughlin. And Eric was fabulous on the piano. And Isaac goes, I'll never be as good as Eric, so I'm going to start playing something else. Son, well, you know what? He's not a child anymore. He's an adult now. He has a piano. He plays it. He enjoys it. His family enjoys it. He grew up and got over the fact that somebody might be better than me or somebody might get to do something that I don't get to do and did what he could do. It is good. There are talents that God has given to you and listen to this. Apparently, there is going to be an accounting. Apparently, there's going to be a time when we will have to give an accounting for what we've done with them or haven't done with them. And we, boy, we have got the excuses. They come out. Wow. The, the, man, the man with one talent comes and, and he's done nothing with his talent. Now, he's not being called to account for doing something bad. You know, we tend to think, oh, you get called on the carpet because you messed up. You know, you, you did, you were naughty, you, you, you stole something, you, you, you hurt somebody, you, you, you gossip, you did something. Yeah, you get called to account. That's not why he's being called to account. He's not being called to account because he did something poorly. Well, we thought you could handle that job, but we're going to give it to so-and-so now because... No, that, that wasn't why. He's being called to account because he did nothing. Because he did nothing with what God had given to him. And, and, and it was because of fear. And, and we make all kinds of excuses. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm too poor. I can't, I can't do this. I'm too, uh, I'm too busy. I can't do this. I'm too tired. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm too disillusioned. Oh, man, you don't know that church. that I, Man, they hurt me. And people said something bad about me, and, uh, and they wouldn't let me, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm just so disillusioned. But it really boils down to 
I don't know God. Because you see, if you really knew God, then you would know that you being poor or rich has nothing whatsoever to do with it because He's the provider. If you, if you really knew God, then it wouldn't, oh, well, I'm so tired. He says, come, I'll give you rest. If you really, if you, if you, if you really knew God, you, you wouldn't be, you know, I'm, I'm too busy. It wouldn't be, I'm so disillusioned. You're disillusioned with people. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. His love is unfailing. It's all, his, his mercy, His grace is fathomless, limitless. It, it keeps reaching out to us. The guy comes and he says, Master, I knew you were a hard man. Oh, really? Reaping where you've not sown, gathering where you scattered no seed. And, and I was afraid, so I went, and, I, went and hid my, I went and hid my talent in the ground. But look, here's, here's what belongs to you. And we're going to talk about this a little more next week because we got a similar parable next week. But he just didn't know him, did he? And perhaps you're on the other end of the spectrum. Perhaps you're kind of like, well, it doesn't matter what I do because he doesn't, he doesn't really care. He, he, he does care. He cares and he loves. And your job, one, whether you have one talent or a hundred talents, is to get to know God. That is job one. That's the main thing. That's what eternal life is. Jesus said over in John 17, this is eternal life, to know you, the only true God. And you, you don't get to know Him by just reading a book, even the Bible. I mean, the Bible, it's so important because that's where you get the good information, the right information. But just reading the Bible won't bring you there. You don't get to know him just by listening. You don't get to know him just by, oh, well, I heard so-and-so preach and, and I'm listening to these podcasts. And No, and you don't get to know him by watching something. You get to know him by living with him. Step by step, day by day. That's how you get to know him. Well, what do you have that he didn't give you? What, what, what can you give to him? There's only one thing that you can give to God that He has not already given to you. Know what it is? It was mentioned in this, uh, was mentioned in this parable. Here's a clue. Faithfulness. He's already shown us faithfulness, but whether or not you show Him faithfulness, that's what you can bring to Him. And some said, well, I'll give Him my, I'll give him my heart. That's what I'll give him. That's what Mario was, was referencing. Yeah, it was show me a checkbook. If you got one, or your bank statement or whatever. And you know what? I don't want to see your bank statement. I don't want to see your checkbook. But somebody here, Lord willing, is going to go home and look at their own checkbook and go, oh my goodness, that's where my heart is. I thought it was someplace else. I mean, Jesus says where your treasure is, it's where your heart is. Follow, follow, the, follow the trail. I'll give him my love. And oftentimes what we mean by I'll give him my love is if, is if it's on a convenient time when I don't have something else that I would rather do, I, I will go. And if they're playing the song that I really like and the atmosphere is right, then, then I, I, will, I will worship him. Oh, come on. 
That is so pathetic. I'm sorry. Anybody, anybody can be in love on the honeymoon. 30 years later on Tuesday afternoon. That's when you find out what love is. Love isn't warm fuzzies. It's fire and steel. And the reward for faithfulness? Well, the reward for faithfulness is this. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. <laughs> you know, whether it's, whether it's uh, 750 pounds of gold or, or 75 ounces of tin, you've been faithful over a little, but I'm gonna, let me show you what much is. Because whoever's faithful with a little can be entrusted with much. That's what God says. And the one with five talents and the one with two talents both got exactly the same reward. There's no difference in what the father said to them, what the owner said to them. We hear about doing great things for God. And it can be intimidating because it's like, oh my goodness, great things, that's, that's big numbers, that's... that's Lots, that's something that the world can see. There's only one great thing you can do for God. And that's be faithful. That's be faithful. What the talent is or talents that God has given to you, be faithful with them. Doesn't matter if the world sees it or not. In fact, it's probably even a little better if the world doesn't see it. Because your father who sees what is done in secret, rewards you openly. On the day that you come to him and go, you gave me this talent and I used it. I was faithful with it.